the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live for July 10th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Robert Morris, Director of Hockey Operations and Men's Head Hockey Coach Derek Schooley. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at drurryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Sunday night, which means it's time for College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from a very uh, cloudy, overcast, and potentially stormy Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host, as always, from 10 feet below sea level on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Paul, how are you after a, a very busy week for you? Yeah, it was a busy week. Um, I honestly... Uh, uh, just my head's been spinning um, and I'm, I'm trying to uh, get things figured t out. Tell us something different, right? I mean, your head is always spinning. Well, that's true too. <laughs> um, you know, it's trying to, and find nobody whatever. wants to get inside there. Trust me. They just there's, don't. Well, it's not like there's not plenty of room. So <laughs> anyway, you got a son going off to college in Albany and yeah, uh, that's, that's where I was Thursday night when we did uh, cool the debut of uh, the Pro Hockey West report. Uh, hopefully, yeah. I scare too many people with uh, the visuals, but uh... <laughs> well, the good news is is that uh, the draft is over with. Players have been selected. A number of players, a record number, I think, of Americans, or maybe not a record, but close. Um, a bunch of them were drafted, I believe, 49, if I remember correctly. Well, um, a bunch of way. college players, uh, a bunch of guys that are going to be uh, with uh, the World Junior camps, and a bunch of them that are going to start development camp with NHL teams this week. 
Yeah, I mean, it's all over the place. Um, I, I assume that most of those guys that are part of the world junior situation uh, are doing whatever those things are. Uh, uh, incorrect for some people. Sean Barons is right here in Denver uh, attending the uh, Avs camp. Okay, like I said, I don't, uh, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, we are three weeks away from it. I don't know when they're having their uh uh all right well the, the evaluation the 24th start. the 24th yeah, I, was, I just saw that now so they so, got a little time so they're they're going to get some extra ice time with their nhl teams i don't think anybody will uh complain about that a no, bit unless they get no. injured <laughs> well, yeah. then it won't be good but but again you, you don't take them away from that if there's an opportunity so uh, yeah, exciting stuff there tonight. We've got a great guest coming on with us, scheduled to join us here in about, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes. The uh, director of uh, hockey operations and head coach. I just left that part off because I assume Derek Schooley does everything anyway. So I just call him the head coach of Robert Morris, Colon- Robert Morris University Colonials. Well, I- and the return, the return, they're coming back. Well, yeah, we can ask. I, I believe the official title is director of hockey. I think director of hockey operations is a completely different position. Yeah, it could be. I, I don't know. It, it, all I know is he's the head coach. He's been there forever, and uh, he's got a new five-year contract yep. to, uh, to keep hockey rocking and rolling in Robert Morris. It never should have gone away. It did. Well, it's back. Yeah, well. um, we can't wait to talk to him and see what he's been doing and how he's been planning. I know uh, – he he's been on dad duty for a while, and I know he's yeah. been doing some podcasts. So so good for us because now maybe his podcasting career will come to an end. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, uh, unless he's coming on with us, but you know, <laughs> I think he's got more important things to do now. Probably uh, does uh, getting that program back up and getting players, and you know, they were so competitive, Paul, for for all the years that he was there. Really, yeah. um, so. I can't imagine what it's like, and we'll ask him, but I can't imagine what it's like to have to start over again, basically from scratch. You got to look for all new players. You, you really don't have anything to to fall back on other than videos of the past. Well, I would assume, and you know, that I know will automatically get me in trouble, um, but we can ask. I mean, if he was starting you know, doing this and was somewhere else before this, it would probably be more difficult. Oh yeah. The, I think the, that's the a fact given. That, the fact that he is, you know, the only coach that this program has ever had on the men's side. And, uh, he's got a track record and, you know, he's had a winning history and built a program, you know, I, I, I can't, you know, it would have to be easier than starting from scratch where you've got no track record. Um, Like if you looked at, you know, if you go to some, you know, you look at some of the other schools. All right. um, You know, I mean, every circumstance is different. And certainly the circumstances here are much different. Um, but if you, like I said, if you, you know, he's got a track record. So, I mean, 
you know, he's he's been there for 17 years on the ice. They've won conference championships. They've gone to the NCAA tournament. They've had a pretty good stretch of 20-win seasons in the 2010s, you know, and, and, and the early part of the 2020s. So, I mean, he's got the track record. He's got the um, the base in terms of being a hockey a hockey area, but over there in Pittsburgh, I mean, all you got to do is look at Logan Cooley, the highest Pennsylvania player to be drafted ever, is from the Pittsburgh area, if I'm correct. You are um, correct. So. I mean, the track record, uh, the community support is there. Obviously, um, people can see that based on what happened. Yeah, so, here's here's the thing, though. Um, when you've when you've been away for three years, which is what it'll be when he comes when they come back, is it you know all your players that you had in the pipeline have probably moved on, except maybe some freshmen that wow. you had. So it's like, where do yeah, you here's, go? Here's, where do you go to get players? Do you go to the portal? Do you do you go? Well, listen. What do you I, do? I, I cannot imagine, and that they're not going to grab some players from the portal next year. I can't imagine um, that it will be uh, that difficult to get players. Um, he might have to change, and we can obviously we can ask him. Because between COVID and everything else, this is not entirely obviously of their making. Okay. Um, you know, and like I said, it's not like they don't have the track record. Um, he hasn't, no, lost, he hasn't I, lost his connections in the hockey world. No, I agree. I agree with that. But there's a difference between... Like, let's just use ASU as an example. He, uh, Greg Powers has got guys that have been in his program three, four years now. Right. They, they've learned. Uh, they've gained experience. Oh, yeah. No, they've no, no, no. Uh, no. Listen, he, is he starting over again? Of course he is. Yeah. And, and I just want to know. deny that. No, no. I, and that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is how difficult of a job is this? And uh, how do you look at your, your first-year roster next year? Um, as far as what they can accomplish, what what's a realistic goal? Can they compete to win the Atlantic? Are they going to need a year or two to get get reestablished, if you will? Um, how is this all going to be? And I know that um, not I don't want to speak for Coach Schooley, but I'm sure he's going to say he's just thrilled to have the program back right, and he'll and do what he's got to do to uh, to build, you know. But I just think it's a very very unique situation because. Uh, like you just said, there's one thing when you start from scratch completely, but when you've been around for 17 years and and have a, a career in coaching as long as uh, Derek Schooley does, uh, and then all of a sudden it's yanked out from under you, and then it's given back, and now you got to put back together the pieces? I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, uh, what a job I think he's already done just to get to this point. Well... Like I said, I and, and I think that you will see 
when we ask him that um, he's had time to figure this out. And 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 I well, and I, and well I then think, the thing to do is quit talking and let's bring on the coach. Let's bring on the head coach, director of hockey at Robert Morris University, Derek Schooley. Coach, how are you? You got Scott and Paul with you. Long time no talk. Let's let's catch up. Hi guys, how you doing? We're doing pretty. We're doing good, great, coach. coach. Thr- thrilled to have you on again. Um, first of all, how's it been the last six months since we talked last? interesting um you know we've we've, uh, we saved the program we've started back up we uh hit the road recruiting uh hired an assistant coach um a lot of different things happening and you know you you think that you got to go and do everything right away but you realize that you still have 400 plus days till we even play a hockey game again so but before you know it it'll be uh time to get after what did i interrupt you guys seem to like to be in an in-depth conversation when i logged in we were talking about you but when you come on we're just gonna let you talk instead of us <laughs> oh, what, what were you saying was it good or bad oh it was all good coach we were talking about um just how great a job you've done to this point because i can't imagine and and let me just throw out the the groundwork for our conversation, but I can't imagine what it's like to be at an institution like you were at for so long, have everything just kind of ripped out from under you, have it given back to you, and then having to go and essentially start again. I mean, uh, I mean, we got so many questions, and I just think you've done a fantastic job with the program already. And you're like you said, you're still a year away plus of playing games. Well, I, I'm a I'm a answer to a trivia question. Name the only NCAA <laughs> coach in the history of uh, college athletics who started the same program twice. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good thing, but but whatever. I'm sure you're just thrilled to have Colonial Hockey back in your life. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's the only thing my kids have known, and it's the only thing uh, since we moved to Pittsburgh uh, we've known. And um, But, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's exciting to be back and, and get back at it and, and have Colonial Hockey back, uh, you know, able to, uh, you know, start hitting the road and getting the word out and, and telling people a little bit about how Colonial Hockey is. The, well, Coach, know, what we have to do is we have to tell them the history of the program and where we were, where we started, where we went. You don't hide from what happened. And then you ask them if they want to be a part of getting it back to where it was. Well, Coach, I I would imagine, and and I and I was trying to get this into Scott. We've had a bunch of different startup programs in the last few years, which we sometimes sit back and are like, "Oh, I can't imagine that. I can't believe that that the NCAA has actually gained hockey programs over the last few years." Um, but it seems like every one is almost a unique story. Have you gotten together with some of these coaches and been like, you kind of talked about this amongst yourselves yet? Not really. I mean, I've obviously I know Greg Powers really well. And, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about the startup of that. And, you know, I'll, the Augsburg uh staff when they were researching starting programs they talked to a lot of 
they talked to Greg, they talked to a lot of people, not for the job, but about starting programs. They asked about questions. They asked, you know, different things. Not Augsburg, I'm sorry, Augustana. Augustana, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they asked a lot of questions about starting up a program and how you did this and how the thing was. And I think one of the, the neat things is, is, re, is building a culture and building it back up and, and trying to get, a, get it back to where it was. We had a really great leadership group in our last year. And, um, you know, we had uh, um, some guys that were really poised to take a, a big step as leaders and going to be seniors. And unfortunately, Aiden Spellacy, I didn't, uh, Brendan McCallion, Justin Adamo, Nolan Schaefer, I didn't get a chance to, to implement a lot of the things that we want to do. But, you know, we were just trying to build our, our culture off the freshman class that, that uh, we had brought in previous that had boatloads of good hockey players. I mean, I can't say, and, and we had a really good class coming in too. I mean, Ryan right. Brothers and Mike Gershon did a great job in, with that freshman class. And then Ryan DeRocher and Mike Corbett did an unbelievable job the next year bringing in another very good class. And, um, you know, it's it's getting back to trying to build that culture and, and get those leaders and getting the right people to help build that culture. And sometimes when you start a program, it's you got to get a lot of selfless people because, you know, you bring kids in and you um, because you, nobody's really established, you bring kids in on visits and you got people on campus. And, you know, those those are the kids that they have to show around without having a program and sell the culture. And eventually, who knows, they might end up taking their uh, roster spot. So you got to have a lot of selfless and team first oriented people. And that's what we'll we'll try to build. We'll try to get great kids and uh, good culture builders, captains and, uh, you know, try to try to build that way out. And then you go out and you get some high impact kids. So, yeah, it's it's a. It, it'll be an interesting piece because the dynamic of when we did it in 2003 is a lot different than the dynamic of uh, 2022 as far as recruiting and transfer portals, verbal commitments, all the stuff that you guys have probably talked about for the last uh, two years. Yeah. Um, you've hired one assistant coach uh, in Matt Nicholson that I guess is with, that was uh, with you before. Um. Yeah. I assume you're going to hire an, another one at some point along the line there. How much consideration and thought is there to it uh, maybe being somebody from the program to kind of try and help push that culture that you guys had and, and, and were building and have built uh, to kind of get it back and, and have somebody that's been through the situation and, and, and a resource for, for the future players? Well, I think that's where Matt comes into play. Matt was here from 2009 to 2015. Um, he was part of the most success, some of the most successful years of Colonial Hockey. Um, we do have uh, a lot of great alumni who have involved and who have been involved in staying uh, active and helping save the program, and are still active to this day. But, you know, Matt... Matt's a RMU grad. He got his master's degree at RMU. Um, so he is a, a quote-unquote alumni, even though he never played hockey here. But yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're going to try to get the, what we assemble the best staff that we could possibly do it. But you're right. I needed some familiarity. And that's, like I said, where Matt came in. And he was part of uh, uh, 
really building the championship culture that we started. You know, there's a team, an individual team culture, but there's a championship culture based on the history and tradition of the program. And you see Arizona State used to be the tradition. Well, we had a tradition. We have raised banners. We have done things like that. And, you know, it, where we go from there, it's that'll be the, the, the next step. I have had alums on my staff before, and, and Joe Tusset and Ryan Carruthers and um, previous. So I have not shied away from, from bringing those in, but I think Matt, Matt checks a lot of those boxes, and that's one of the reasons uh, we brought Matt back. Okay, let me ask you this, because if I got the timeline right, uh, back in December, they reinstate your program. Um, they sign you to uh, a five-year deal in February. Atlantic Hockey reinstates you in April, and uh, now we're in July, and things are, are rocking and rolling. But um, as we go through this, Coach, uh, how, how are you going to build the team for next, for next season, and what will you expect out of that team next season? Will it be a mix of young guys and portal guys or what's your what's your thought process at this point well i think the one thing that you have to do is you got to be flexible and what you say you're going to do now may change in a little bit because you know you may have a chance to get a high-end young kid and you're like well i was going to take and you've already got the the number of freshmen you wanted but uh you're i'm going to take a kid out of the portal well you got to be flexible and obviously we we do want to get some players out of the portal to distinguish our classes a little bit we didn't have the opportunity to do that the first time around but if we could and we graduated 15 the the first time we did it um in our first big class um so we do want to try to get a little bit of a you know separation between having just one big class but you got to be flexible too you got to be able to read the situation if if you say you leave a spot for a portal kid, but you have a chance to get somebody that's a, an impact player or a freshman, you're just not gonna say, oh, I, I can't take you because I, I want a portal kid. And so I think the, one of the things that you gotta do is you gotta be flexible a little bit. And uh, you know, I've got an outline of how I would like to do it. And I'm sure that'll change five or six times before we actually have our, our final team uh, in, in Pittsburgh in August of 2023. It just seems so far away. Yeah, the time will go by quickly. I, I do want to ask you this, though. It's got to feel good to be back in Atlanta hockey, to have that conference affiliation uh, right away, because you look at other schools like the name of the Alaskas and LIU and Lindenwood now coming on board, and they're all looking for homes. And, of course, Greg's got a unique situation in, in at Arizona State, but um, that's got to feel good, doesn't it, to, to know that you have the backing of your uh, conference right off the get-go? Well, I'm a very appreciative to the coaches and the athletic directors in Atlanta hockey who allowed us to, to come back in. You know, they had some questions they wanted answered, and um, but th I think they understood, you know, this wasn't, uh, they, they understood kind of the situation at, at Robert Morris that we wanted to, that we were, we were dedicated and we're back. And I think that that's all you can really say is we are back. And, you know, it's not for a certain amount of years. It's not for anything. It's, we are committed to the sport of ice hockey at Robert Morris. And um, I think one of the, the, the neat things is we've got more PR, we've got more season ticket holders, we've got more donate donation money, we've got more donors, and we've got more support among the board of trustees than we've ever had before. And uh, that's something that uh, 
has grown out of this, uh, I guess the word that you want to use is, uh, I don't even really know the word, what, how you really, <laughs> how this whole thing went down. Uh, but all that's happened through the last year. And you're appreciative for them, but you're also appreciative that we, we ended back up in Atlantic hockey because, as you've seen, it would be really, really difficult to do this as an independent. You know, like you said, Greg's got a unique situation. He's going to have 24 home games or whatever in a brand-new arena that he's sharing with an NHL team that they own, that the, <laughs> the school owns. So that's, that's unique. But to be able to do it as an independent, it's a challenge. And those guys that are doing it, and Brett Riley at LAU and Rick now at Lindenwood and the Alaskas and you know, Huntsville when they were, they were considering it, that's hard. And my hats are off to them because they got to work to build a schedule. They got to work to be uh, successful. And, you know, the kids want to play for something. So we're appreciative of the fact that we're back in Atlantic hockey. And, but uh, it's not lost to me what's, uh, what that means to be back in the league. And it's not lost to me of, of what uh, the other people are, are going through uh, who are independents. And hopefully that uh, there's a solution for them down the road as well. Coach, let me ask you this because it, 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 it all ties in to hockey in the Pittsburgh area. Um, you see Logan Cooley become the highest drafted Pennsylvania player ever out of the Pittsburgh area. And in, in doing a little bit of research, um, one of your verbal commits uh, – for your startup next year. So obviously, you know, we're not going to get into names and things, but basically the story says is, um, you know, I grew up wanting to play for this school and I am so jazzed basically that it's back. Uh, what is that? What kind of things like, how does that, you know, make you, uh, feel like I, for lack of a better term, how does it make you feel that, 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 this type of stuff is happening in the Robert Morris community. Well, that's like I said, you're, I'm thankful for everything that the community has done. And the, the kid I think you're referencing was Dominic Schmizzi. We can talk about him. He has been a role enrolled and we have announced it. So oh, okay. um, I spoke to him actually the other day, we we're talking about him coming in and, and he said, if you would have told me when I was 14 that I would be playing hockey at Robert Morris, I would never believe it. His mom went to Robert Morris. His sister went to Robert Morris. And uh, it's, it's been something he's wanted to do. And um, those are great stories. Those are great stories to uh, success stories down the road. And hopefully Dominic ends up being a, a very good hockey player for us. And you could tell the story of how he grew up wanting to be a colonial and how excited he was. That's the, that's the stuff that uh, uh, movies are made of. And uh, so... It does. It means a lot that we got the, the support of the Pittsburgh area and the Pittsburgh region. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I, I'm just thankful. I think, you know, when I was on here previously with you guys, I was on twice. And thank you for the, the wonderful uh, uh, flip-flops and slides you sent and everything Anytime. you sent to, to outfit me for the summer. But uh, I, was in, I was in sales mode then. I was, uh, I was, I was reaching in every cushion and, and everybody's couch. Uh, if somebody was selling a couch on, uh, and putting it on the street corner, I was diving in the cushions to see if there was an extra <laughs> 25 cents there. But, uh, 
Um, now it's now it's getting to those stories, and that's what's going to sell our program to see those articles and see the people say that and um, the passion behind what Robert Morris once was and what it could be. Because if you say we're a startup or a new program, uh, we've got uh, 17 years of alums uh, that are are very supportive of our program and uh, 16 years of the women's. And the women yeah, I mean, are very successful too. So it's it's not just the the men here; it's the women are back. And um, right, we, yes, we still have to fundraise. We do still have to to be on the forefront of Pittsburgh media, and um, that's the challenge that we have. Is we're in a large market where um, we needed a uh, uh, the market to 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 step up and help save us. But now we need that market to, to still be a part of us. Um, we can't disappear into the, the shadows. We need to still continue to be there. And um, we just can't be a feel-good story for a little bit. We've got to be a, a feel-good story for a long time. And that's the hardest thing is staying relevant during this whole time because you you got the high of being back and then you've got the, the downtime till we play again. So how do you stay relevant and stay in the – in the, the marketplace. And we've done that by selling season tickets and uh, being a part of events and golf outings and um, all the stuff that we're going to do here over the next year, you know, a Jersey unveilings and being a part of uh, events here and local events and a skate with the current players and clinics. And so we are just going to have to do a lot of different things to continue to sell the game of hockey in Pittsburgh. But, Back to your original question, it does make you feel really good that uh, um, people are growing up wanting to be Colonials. Uh, how many times have you and Coach uh, McLaughlin Biddle kind of gotten together and said, I, I can't believe what we've gone through for the last 12 months? Uh, well, it's Logan, Logan, Brianne McLaughlin Biddle is our former Olympian. She's married to Logan Biddle, who's our women's coach. Right. Logan's are. Logan's oh, Lo I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Yeah. I I thought that uh, Brianna got the job. Know. Maybe maybe he took her name too. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, that could be. I I apologize for that, Coach. Um, <laughs> most famous alum, so he should t probably probably change his <laughs> name to hers. But uh, uh, no, uh, she's uh, she was great in helping out. Uh, you know the the transition and saving the program. And Logan obviously played for me. He's been at Robert Morris on on all the winning women's teams and now to get his first head coaching job. But Logan and I, and, and we've had it numerous times at different events, even with the rest of the people in the Pittsburgh College Hockey Foundation and said, wow, what, how, how, I, mean, I mean, look back a year, a year ago at this time, uh, memories are popping up on Twitter and Facebook and all that of articles that were happening at this time last year. And this time last year was doom and gloom compared to this year right. so we've come a long way and uh i've lost a lot of hair i've turned gray <laughs> um, and i've uh, packed a few pounds on over the last year but it's uh, uh stress probably stress eating that's what i say that's what uh, i'm like the oxberger and stripes it's uh so it uh, uh but no i think that uh you look back and you go wow what do we do and and to be able to say that we did this to save the program is, and and don't discount what Alaska Anchorage did. They went through the same thing, and right. And 
you know, Matt Sh Shazby did a great job there. I'm appreciative of all the college coaches that whether they donated something for our auction or actually physically donated money to, to, to help save our program. That's that's what makes the, the game of college hockey special. And that's why we're talking about it at 9.45 on Eastern time on a Sunday night because college hockey is special. I agree. Uh, coach, coach, let me ask you this. Uh, to the fundraising point of it, you got a big golf tournament coming up on Friday, don't you? Well, that's the uh, that's the, the campus. That's the athletic department golf uh, golf outing. Our which is okay. A very big Are you guys a part of that or not? Yeah, I, I'll be there. I, I had uh, some surgery, so I I'm I've yet to play golf this summer. But we've got our Robert Morris uh, golf outing at the end of August. Our hockey, um, I believe, August 29th, and uh, that 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 goes to 100% to the hockey programs and. Uh, you know, it was called Hockey is the Goal campaign. Now it's um, it, we're, we're trying to figure out what what our fundraising slogan will be moving forward. It's, I want to say the goal was scored. I mean, uh, the biggest goal, the biggest comeback in Pittsburgh history, uh, epic goal scoring. I mean, uh, something good, something catchy to, to continue. Our Keep the goals coming, coach. Keep the yeah. goals coming. Well, that's the thing. You you no matter where we are in, in, in the, I think you see it in sports fundraising is going to play a, a major factor in everybody in every program, every program has got to go out. I mean, Arizona state didn't just find a pot of gold and in the desert <laughs> to, to, for that rank, they had to raise the money. Oh, so so um, is that not true? Cause I thought Greg was spending a lot of time in the desert digging. No, <laughs> I don't know. No. I mean, <laughs> he, he probably spends a lot of time golfing in the desert. I don't. But other than that, that's where he raises all his money on the golf course. That's why he's a fast golfer. Yeah, he's gotten I'm good. To get him to bring me down. I'm trying to bring me have him bring me down to the opening opening game this year just to come see the new building. But I'll get down there eventually. We're uh, we are planning to play Arizona State in our first year back here in Pittsburgh. Um, as a return trip, and um, we've Greg and I have started talking about uh, uh, the Colonials making a return to the desert sometime, and uh, maybe as early as our second year back, which uh, would be pretty cool. Yeah, well, yeah, I, that that is cool. First, <laughs> like you got to I mean, first you got to get him to use some of those frequent flyer points, Coach. That uh, you know that that you guys are earning there with all the trips being hockey dads. Yeah, well, he's. Uh, uh, we spent some time. We were in Minnesota together with our our, our daughters playing on the same team. His actually daughter is is uh, gonna move to Pittsburgh next year to play here and go to go to the prep school here in Pittsburgh. And it's crazy. I think uh, she might actually be living at her house. So he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to take care of me more than just uh, uh, us coming to play him. That's for sure. He's gonna have to give us a win. That's too. <laughs> Well, the, uh, Coach Paul and I are the, the most the rental payment. Uh, well, you, that you have to negotiate with him. I mean, <laughs> Coach, um, but Paul and I are the most thrilled that maybe now you're going to have to leave. <laughs> Paul, I'm hold sorry, on a second, uh, Coach. Yeah, Coach Paul and I are most thrilled that maybe your uh, podcasting career is coming to an end, so that we don't have quite the competition that we're always up against. Yeah. Nope, I've still got one more year. I'm still. Well, uh, yeah, we know that. Goodness, we understand that. <laughs> we understand yeah, that. We understand that. We're there talking about that. There go our numbers again. 
<laughs> I still got one more. I got uh, You know what? I can't. The USCHO took me to the Frozen Four in Boston, right. and next year's in Tampa. I can't give that up. No, <laughs> I, that's I totally understand that, Coach. But I, I don't say I'm. I'm excited to be an honorary member. I guess when you say College Hockey Southwest, you're talking about Southwestern Pennsylvania. So there you go. Co- consider- Coach, the name has changed. July 1st, we're now College Hockey West, and we've, okay. we've expanded and added the two Alaskas and Lindenwood, so we're creeping your way, and I think Brett Riley would like to see us at LIU as well. Well, uh, we're Western Pennsylvania, so we'll figure it out. I mean, I, we <laughs> there you go. Western, we could be Western Pennsylvania. We'll be whatever <laughs> we need to be to, to be an honorary member of your show. Always, always welcome, Coach, no matter what happens. So, um, but well, I give you guys uh, a lot of credit. You're talking college hockey in the middle of July and on a on a on a Sunday when you could be out, uh, uh, you know, enjoying the summer. Let's put it that way. No, they don't. Scott doesn't let me out. <laughs> no, he stays in his basement, Coach. But uh, let me tell you this: you think this is good? Uh, we kicked off uh, last Wednesday. This uh, The month of July is going to be called our Summer of Strength, where we're getting to strength and conditioning coaches uh, to have them on the entire month. So I, I tried to get you on, and I know you're a busy man. I tried to get you on because when I thought 4th of July, I thought the day after, who would be better than the Colonials, right? <laughs> but Yeah, but right. um, we, we did sign the Declaration. Of, Robert Morris did sign the Declaration of Independence. He signed all the There you go. There you go. Rights and the Constitution. <laughs> but anyway, so so for the rest of the month now, it's going to be strength and conditioning coaches, and they are so excited that everybody I've asked has said, yeah, we, we want to come on and talk about it. We just had uh, the uh, strength and conditioning coach from Liberty on our ACHA show on Wednesday night, and he was thrilled. And Leanne Blinn's coming on, and Cam Davidson, and we're just moving around. So who knows? Maybe we'll be able to sneak in your strength and conditioning coach as well. You got one, right? Well, he actually left uh, during the year this year. He's outstanding. He's uh, he's now the strength and conditioning coach for Princeton Hockey. Um, but I, yeah, Eric Jones, he he was our, our last one, and he's uh, he's he's a plus, and uh, I'm sure he would love to come on and talk. He get a he's kind of changed a little bit. He's become an Ivy leaguer. So he uses bigger words now <laughs> than when he works. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, geez. Paul and I are in yeah, trouble. He's, he's, he's changed a little bit. He went from strength and conditioning coach to strength and conditioning therapist. I mean, he's, like, oh. he's got like some different, different stuff now that he's in an Ivy league compared to Robert. Moore. Not professor or PhD yet. Yeah, <laughs> probably is. Yeah. In his own mind. Coach, let me ask you uh, a question about this, and it's not specifically about Robert Morris. Um, uh, I would assume that you're hearing stuff every day about this transformation committee that's kind of doing its thing wherever it is doing it. Um, How much of that do you expect to affect uh, college hockey? No, tell me about it. It's nothing. I've I've heard it's I haven't I haven't paid one bit of attention to it. <laughs> if you if that's sarcasm, but uh, I yeah, think we noticed. A, I think it's going to be a pretty big thing that happens in in, in college athletics. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of different things. I mean, we voted uh, every year. We've talked about Groundhog Day of a recruiting calendar, and um, every year at the coaches' convention, and it, you, you talk about a recruiting calendar. And, 
I think it's really going to come to fruition this time. I think you're going to see um, uh, multiple coaches, uh, you know, able to hire more coaches than what we have, and you hire as many as your your school allow. I mean, there's just so much on the table right now um, that can really happen. So it, until they actually put it out there, I mean, it's. I mean, look at football just announced theirs, and, and their first thing is they hit the transfer portal window. Um, they're going to put a right. window on when you can be in the transfer portal and um, when you can go into the transfer portal. And I mean, so there's going to be a, a lot of different things, but the one thing's for sure, they're really they're putting the focus on the student-athlete right now. And uh, the student-athlete is a very important part of our game. We wouldn't have this game without the student-athlete. Um, do I like everything that they're doing? I can't say that I do. Um, but I understand a lot of it. I understand where it's coming from. I understand times are changing. And, and just like I said with our, how our team's going to have to go, you have to be flexible and you have to adjust uh, to where things are going in this uh, uh, landscape of college athletics. I mean, would you ever have thought uh, Arizona State and Arizona wouldn't be in a conference with uh, UCLA, UCLA and USC? Probably not. Um, so I think that you just have to adjust and, you have to understand that changes are coming and you got to be able to be, be flexible. And, and uh, what we do is not going to be able to change it. Like hockey is uh, a single, mostly all the conferences are single sport conferences, except the right. big 10 and uh, part of the, and the ECAC, I believe. So we're not going to be able to affect the change, but we're going to have to be able to be flexible and try to get our voices heard where they don't change hockey completely. Okay. Um, do you expect in, 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 in this kind of tailgates to it, um, we've spoken to a lot of people over the last year um, as we wait for this transformation committee to make its things. Um, with schools coming on board uh, in different ways, um, do you expect it to be very long before there's some sort of conference realignment in college hockey? Oh, you had to go there, huh? Well, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, but I don't uh, I'm not saying with, I'm not saying necessarily with your conference. I'm just saying in general. I don't know if the, the I mean, I think those two things are separate a little bit. Um, okay. I think you're gonna you're gonna see some realignment. I don't think the transformational portal or the transformational group is gonna have much to do with realignment. I think what you're gonna see is multi-sport conferences getting more uh, seats at the table per se. So you're gonna see the Big Ten get more seats at the table. Um, so you're gonna want to be involved in multi-sport conferences. Like Atlantic Hockey used to be the MAC before, which is a multi-sport right. conference. So you may see multi-sport conferences, and I'm just going to throw this, the, you know, the Mountain West Conference, say. Okay. Uh, um, you know, maybe they're going to take a, a league under their belt, or maybe Josh Fenton takes the Summit League and, and starts them with hockey, and you're going to see – the multi-sport conferences because hockey is a single sport conference um, with the single sport conferences don't have a lot of say within the NCAA anymore. 
So I think that's that's where you're going to see the realignment happen. So I, I don't think the transformation group, transformational group, will have much to do. But I think, I think uh, you're going to see multi-sport conferences try to come into play a little bit more. Coach, we were both at the Frozen Four, and and you didn't even say hello to me, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway, Did you say hello to me. It goes both ways there. I, I, I mean, you could you could have walked up to me. I was in the press box. Uh, well, coach, that was, I try to avoid. That was the problem, to Coach. I, I was I was uh, sent to the dungeon, but I got work done actually. But I got anyway, out of I was supposed to be in the dungeon. <laughs> They said, they, they said, okay, we got, uh, you're going to live tweet for, for USCHO, um, but nice you know, a seat in the press box. I, I, where am I supposed to go do that? And they said, oh, you're going to, you'll uh, sit down in the press room. I said, I'm not coming out here to sit in the press room. I saw the fans the first game. And then, you know, the team started getting eliminated. All the pe- press people started leaving. There was more empty seats upstairs than you could shake and shake at. Once Michigan was done, there was like the Detroit Press guy left, the Michigan Daily guy left. I mean, I was, I was eating pretzels galore upstairs there. <laughs> anyway, nice. my, my my question to you is, uh, I was thrilled at the response. I thought the NCAA did a great job with welcoming the teams. I thought the fan support was incredible after what we've been through. Uh, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on on the whole experience again. Was it back to what the uh, Frozen Four uh, should be? Well, that would this would have been my last year on the championship committee. So I actually was on was on the committee previous. Um, but I had to get off when we dropped hockey and Rick Gotkin took my place from Mercyhurst. Um, so the last frozen four that we, I was the one in Pittsburgh, obviously we were the host and I was on the committee. We didn't have the one in, uh, Detroit and we had the one in Buffalo. Um, Buffalo was, was not as well attended as everybody would like. If you remember, they struggled to sell tickets and, um, I was thrilled to see the amount of people in Boston um, at the game, the excitement, um, the enthusiasm. I'd never been in in Boston's, uh, I'd never been in the TD Garden before. I'd driven by it a million times on the freeway. I'd never been in there. I thought it was gorgeous. I thought the crowd was great. And I've been to both of them in Tampa, so I'm excited to see Tampa coming back, that outdoor plaza area out front of the, the building, uh, the the local uh, waterfront down there is 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 rocking. Um, I think it'll be even better. So I'm I was thrilled with it. I know the NCAA was. I still weasel my way into their their events and their parties, and um, <laughs> you know not only was I in press box, I was in their suites. I was eating the free food from yeah. the press room and in the NCAA suites. So, I mean, it was, I, I got a little bit of everything. That's probably, um, like I said, I packed a little weight on. I, I probably knew where the wrong, the wrong places to go were. <laughs> I, I shouted out well, the, the food staff there because my goodness, that was the best and the most food that you could possibly get in that press, uh, press area. I, and I was only I like was two mad. seats down. <laughs> I was mad. I, 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 I I missed the clam chowder. That's I heard that was outstanding. Oh, and I, it, it was gone yeah. by the time I got there. Yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Coach, let me. Um, 
I remember a little bit when the NCAA first put a Frozen Four in Tampa, and it has now become a regular in the rotation where it's 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 become an event to have it there. Um, in a, in a few years, they're going to Vegas. Uh, is this something you'd like to see more of? No, you know, no, no problem. Uh, listen, I, if, if you're the one that led that, thank you very much. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it'll be very hard to get people to go from some places in the Northeast, even where I'm from or where I am, to go to Vegas in, in, in early April. I'm sure it'll be very difficult. It was very, people were very skeptical about Tampa, and Tampa ended up being an easy choice. Uh, Tampa Bay Sports Commission does a great job. I mean, look at all the events they've had down there. Um, and they did an outstanding job to where they're going to host their third. I mean, right. you're you're always going to have Minneapolis and Boston in the rotation. They're always going to be in. You had Boston in this one. We had the kind of the Rust Belt. We had Buffalo, Detroit, Pittsburgh, and Boston in, in this one. The next one, once again, um, you're welcome. You got Tampa, <laughs> Minneapolis, St. Louis, and Vegas. Um, yes. So those are four really good sites. But the the non traditional sites need to need to show up. Like they need to they need to be there. Like when Anaheim had it a long time ago, it was a disaster. Um, right. You know, Buffalo not not getting as many people as they should. I mean, St. Louis needs to needs to hit a home run to to get another one we hit a home run in pittsburgh where we're able to get a second one 10 less than 10 years later i mean those right. they if they want to stay in that mix because you're always going to give boston and minnesota one in every cycle so the other ones in tampa you're gonna tampa's tampa wants it i mean they they do a great right. job and i think people loved it down there people were shocked at how well it was i mean talk about you I mean you're at the Frozen Four. You're walking around in shorts the, the day up. I mean that's. <laughs> I, get, I walked in with a sunburn. I mean it. Uh, th- that's how cool it was. So I mean, those those ones. I I was just at in in Vegas at a a, a camp, um, and got a tour from Nate Ulip, who formerly of College Hockey Inc. now works for the Golden Knights of T-Mobile Arena. Is that right. an unbelievable building? That's gonna be, that's gonna be yeah. big time. Yeah, no, right there yeah. off the strip, right by New York, New York. Yeah, I mean, you got MGM Grand there. You, I mean, I mean, Vegas is Vegas. You don't have to. You don't have to sell the Vegas. It's just, it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be cool. You going to the Arizona State well, uh, North Dakota game there? Oh, I am. I don't know about <laughs> Paul if he'll be able to get out of the basement, but he gets the first trip, coach. He gets to go to the opening weekend, and and then I'm grabbing North Dakota ASU for certain. Well, let's put it this way. <laughs> here's 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 the question that. Um, do you, Anaheim was what the early two thousands, like two thousand three or two thousand four, something like that. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Something um, like that. have you had or have there been cities that have just kind of explored it to see what the the process is like? Um, that places you know. Obviously, I'm not asking you to reveal any of it. But have you had cities in, quote, non-traditional places kind of be like, hey, we just want to explore this and see what the process is like? Oh, I think everybody explores it. It's just they got a, they got a bid. 
they got right. bid for it. I mean, the, the the lot, the one that everybody throws out to you when you're on the committee is, you know, it'd be really cool is to have one in Nashville. I'm like, <laughs> hey, oh, you know, no, no shirt, really? So let's go. Uh, what do you want to go? Vegas, Tampa, Nashville, and uh, um, Minneapolis or Boston every every year. That like, yep, that'd be good. Yes, <laughs> yes. sign yes. up for that one. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of lot of places that are interested but they have to bid on it and when right. it comes down to bids people are people love the one in dc washington dc was out that was Seattle. great that yeah, was great and, and they love that frozen floor and people are like why don't you go back to dc well they haven't bid on it so you can't go to a place <laughs> who doesn't bid on it they're like oh the ncaa true. ruins it why wouldn't they want to go back to dc sure i'm sure they would love it, but they don't bid on it well, the new hockey capital of the world, Denver, Colorado, will probably be bidding soon. Oh, which one of you? Which one of you are in Denver? One of you in Me? New York, and one of you in Denver, right? I'm, I'm in, in New Denver. York, Coach. Okay, final one for me, Coach. Um, the World Juniors uh, postponed. They're going to happen again in August. Paul is thrilled because he wants to watch hockey year round. Um, your thoughts on that? And uh, would you like to be a coach to pick out those players off of that sixty-man roster? I think everybody would love to represent their country. I mean, that's that's a that's something I, w- I was fortunate. I got to coach one of the 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 Holinka teams way back when when we went to the Czech Republic, and uh, I got we thought it was pretty cool when we took a one nothing lead on Russia, and then Malkin and, and Ovechkin started lighting us up for about eight. <laughs> but um, it was pretty cool. We had Drew Stafford on our team. They had Malkin and Ovechkin. I, I mean. I don't think that sounds fair, almost fair. Yeah. I mean, cause you're not taking the national development kids because they're, you're taking the, the next best group, but they had Ovechkin. I mean, he was pretty good then too. Um, yeah, it's, it was cool. It's cool to represent your country. Yeah. Would you love to do it? Sure. Um, would you love to pick that team? There's going to be some, a lot of debates because certain people can play now they can't play. It's going to change completely. And to get to the other question about hockey year round, all for it. I mean, I'm See? like, all for <laughs> I figured you would be. Well, I mean, we, you, you watch the Stanley cup and now, now what's on TV now? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, you, you, there's nothing really on TV until, till the uh, college football starts back up. I mean, you got baseball, baseball is good, but, uh, you know, um, yeah. Hockey year round. Cool. Let's do it. Sign me up. Yeah, I, I'm all for it, Coach. I, I do this in August every year. That's that. I I am all for that. Um, here's here's Get one the last... final one in there, Paul. You well, it's not even, it's it's not even a question. Uh, it's it's more of a comment. Uh, I've I, you know I, I I got the website up, the the hockey site up, and you got the gray the gray suit with the purple tie. You need to keep that going. And uh, I don't know about the jersey reveals, but you got these nice white ones here in this picture. You got to keep those. I don't know about the road <laughs> stuff, but you got to keep these. That's all I'm. That's all I'm going to say. You know what, though? That's the pro- the problem is that you, it's like we're calling this the relaunch or the version 2.0. You can't come up with the same things. You got to. Those will be really good for a retro in about okay. three or four years. Let's come out with something new. I got some pretty cool ideas. I, I if. I like designing jerseys. I come from the Frank territory tree and 
Frank would <laughs> look at every little detail of his jersey to the down to the pixel. He'll go all the way to the pixel. Nice. To, to, to do it. And uh, I like designing jerseys. I think it'll be pretty cool to to have a relaunch. And but uh, I I'm with you. I I love those those Under Armour jerseys that we had there. The um, the blue ones were good too. I mean it, the ones that are really cool. Or we're done through Gemini, the red ones. If you get a chance to look at those, um, yeah. those were those were those were good ones too. So we've had we've we had four sets of jerseys. La- we would add four sets of jerseys last year. We had gray, um, we had uh, red, and we had uh, white and blue. Um, I know I can't. I got to try to keep up with Greg somehow. I mean, he's no, that's like, not <laughs> happening. Yeah. That's just not happening. Five, he got a nice five-year contract. I got a five-year contract. He kept up with me. I just want yeah, sure. his, I just want his money though. He's making a lot. I'm sure he's making a lot more than me with that with that new rank. That's for sure. Um, well, listen. If you need help deciding on on the, um, I'm volunteering my time. So if you need help with with, because I love I love this stuff. I love the jersey stuff too. So um, if, if you need help, I'll let me know. If, I'll I'll see if I like them. Problem is that we're with Under Armour, so you got to they you got to do it within their. Uh, they give you like a, fine. a pattern, a color pattern. Like you gotta put blue here, put this here, and it's uh, the sleeves, the yoke. The sh- I mean, it's a little bit. That's of fine. Everything. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I'm just volunteering my time. <laughs> Let's see what you come up with. All right. Well, and you know, from my end of it, coach, I'll keep shaking those red, white, and blue pom poms. Love having you on. Love talking about your program. We're gonna keep bugging you if you if you answer my uh, my. Uh, direct messages. I'm gonna keep sending them. So, have I? I, I answered them. I just the one the last week I forgot. I'm sorry. I, That's me, okay. Sent me a message and I saw it and I'm like, okay, I got to respond. And then I, I forgot. I mean, I I don't I have that option. Anything. I can't say like. I wish I could come up with something fancy other than I forgot. So that's okay. That's okay. Like, There's a lot of people that forget about me. I remembered, but it was like 10:30. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. No. <laughs> never yeah, never I, worry one week uh, later. i i reached right. out i reached out to what uh, john camp at georgia uh one night forgetting what time it was i was had insomnia and texted him at like i don't know 12 o'clock at night mountain time and and he responded an hour later and i'm going like coach you're in georgia <laughs> you don't need to respond to me in the middle of the night <laughs> i'll tell you this when i was in in vegas like I was up at 5 a.m. because people were calling me at, at uh, they think they're calling you at 8:30 <laughs> Eastern time right. and it's 5:30 in the morning and you're like, hey, I'm sleeping here. Paul does that <laughs> to me all the time, Coach. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till he retires and we settle him in in Arizona so we have we have a little closer time range. Yeah, well, you're you, hey, you guys got you guys are gonna be traveling a lot. You got some big games to go to. You got the opener. You got the the the, the Vegas game. I'm sure you'll probably hit a few Pioneers games here. There this year. I'll be at the Icebreaker, Coach. Yeah. The Icebreaker, Colorado or uh, Air Force and Denver hosting who uh, Maine and somebody else. Uh, it's it's crazy. My schedule is so full. Plus, I'm going to try to sneak up to my alma mater and see Greg play uh, and open the season at UMD. And uh, definitely going to hit uh, Alaska when UNLV makes a trip up there to take on Anchorage. So. We'll be all over. Uh, I need your guys' funding. 
I mean, you were you guys. You guys <laughs> not, not, wow. yeah, well, we need funding too. That's what I'm doing right now, coach, all summer long. <laughs> but anyway, hitting the jackpot somewhere. Uh, in Vegas, haven't you? That's where you're getting it. <laughs> well, yeah, he's playing the slots. <laughs> that's what I yeah. When I was, I was out there, we were out there last summer. We had probably raised close to like, at that point, like three, four hundred thousand dollars. And I said, can I just put this all on red? And let's <laughs> that was going to be my suggestion. Yeah, exactly. uh, from RMU, it's got to be red, right? Yeah, exactly. So, Coach Schooley, we appreciate you your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming for on. Yep, absolutely. Paul and I will be back in about two minutes to uh, wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Behind the mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear.
Indeed it is. College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, always great to have Coach Schooley on. Um, <laughs> wish we had about two hours to talk because we could do it. Um, your thoughts on what you heard before we run out of time? Well, you know, I love getting the different perspectives, right? Um, the, 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 you know, the, the coach, um, not by any of his choice gets a reset and, and, and I, I like his little trivia question there. Who's the only person to restart the same program twice. Right. Um, you know, these guys just come on and give us so much information. Um, and, and, you know, coach gets it. He, you know, he's been doing this along with us for a while now. So he understands. And, and it's just a lot of fun to, to catch up with somebody who's got so many wars in the fire because it gives us a lot of information. Yeah, it, I agree with you 100%. It's always great to get the different perspective, even though he's not in the West. He's in the uh, western part of Pennsylvania. So yes, we'll grab him. We'll grab him. Uh, and the other thing, member. the other thing of it is, is uh, when you grow the game, you got to go where the game is growing. And uh, he definitely has got a unique situation. I'm guessing that this year will be the toughest year for him, um, probably mentally, because he knows what he wants to do. He knows that the time is coming, but yet he can't do anything about it, right? He's yeah, just got to wait it out till it's time to start and camp. And, yeah, exactly. But yet you still got to look for players. You still got to evaluate people. You still got to do all the things you have to do, um, but you just can't put it on the ice yet. So I expect, Paul, that in uh, uh, August of next year, that team will be rocking and rolling and they will be so fired up. I do not want to be their first opponent um, because I think the energy in that building and the energy on that bench will be second to none. Yeah. Especially that first home game, right? Uh, Oh goodness. Can you imagine? I can't even imagine. uh, It, it, uh, it, it'll be uh, very interesting to see. Um, You know, we'll have a couple of new programs at that point right between them and Augustana and you know so that'll bring us up to what 63 64 65 I'm not sure now yeah it it could be it could be all <laughs> kinds of numbers there could be another one on top of that but anyway yeah, who knows? that's a whole nother story but wouldn't it be cool if you if he brought ASU in to play them for opening night oh I that would be oh, so no, cool no don't do that that no. would be so cool no, no I don't it want would that. be so cool Bring no. the Sun Devils in uh, with no. uh, Coach Powers and Coach Schooley and no, their I don't families. Ha- no, I don't want to. And, yeah, just, have a, just no. have a great hockey game to kick off the season. I don't want uh, unless you're talking an exhibition, I don't want to have to root against, against them. <laughs> well, you're going to have to at some point if you're going to support ASU that's, that's, because they're going to play. They're gonna yeah, play. but I don't, need, I don't need it to be in Robert Morris's first game back. Well, do you, do you understand how important that game is? And do you understand do. the relationship between Coach Powers and Derek Schooley? And do you understand do. ASU do. coming to Pittsburgh um, and playing them there? I do. Oh, my goodness. I do. Everything. Talk about setting up for a movie. I there you go. I just don't want to be the first game. Oh, no. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be the opener. Just <sighs> like them it. going no, to UMD. <laughs> Coach, if you're listening, get it done. Get it done. And we'll even come. One of us will be there for sure. 
Uh, All right, uh, take it away before we run out of time and get turned off. <laughs> from the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live on the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World Hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro, but first we'll say a big thank you to the uh, uh, director of hockey and head coach of the men's program at Robert Morris University, Derek Schooley, for joining us. And, uh, of course, tomorrow night, it's Monday night, and we're bringing on the strength and conditioning coach from Colorado College, Cam Davidson, joining us tomorrow night. So stay tuned. It's the summer of strength. Good night, everybody. Good night.